0: Hey, Tech Lead here and welcome to The Tech Lead Show. It is The Tech Lead's Coffee Time. I'll be your host, The Tech Lead, The Tech Lead. Now, I wanted to talk today about how I got into Google as a software engineer. Why don't we go on the drive? Well, actually, I'm a little tired, so we can do this here. Now, I got to tell you that it was really quite a journey and It took me 10 years, over 10 years of applying to Google. You know, every single year since 2006 through 2014, when I finally got into Google, I have been applying every single year. And you can see there are email logs where the recruiters just talking to me, asking me about questions. And I remember in the final interview where I finally landed the job, the interviewer could see the huge history of my applications and he would just say, wow, you must seem like you really wanted to get into Google. And I'd say, yeah, that's right. I really wanted to get in. And, you know, I think that's a funny thing is that a lot of people I see, junior engineers, they may get into Google and they would quit within a few months. You know, they're very entitled. They're very spoiled. They got it easy. And these days I also hear about people who aren't giving as much respect as they should be. To Google engineers or ex-Google tech leads like myself. You know, people would just say that it's not that great. It's not that cool. Anybody can get in. They've lowered their hiring bar. Oh, you're just another tech worker with Asperger's. You're stealing our jobs. You're not so cool. You're not that smart, right? Oh, maybe you're smart, but you can't communicate. You don't have empathy. And there's been a lot of criticism overall for tech workers. Even friends and family members, they'll just say things like, well, yeah, maybe you got into that company, but I would never want to work for a company like that. You're a sellout. But for me, it was a grueling 10 years of work to get into the company, and I never took that for granted. This video, by the way, is sponsored by Squarespace. Check them out. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful web presence and to run your business. Check them out, squarespace.com techlead tech lead. Get 10% off your first website. One reason that I got into the company was that I applied every single year. And I was very persistent about this. You know, I know some people, they'll only apply once. And they fail the interview and then they think, yeah, forget it, right? They didn't want to work there anyway. They were good. They were fine. And they kind of take it as criticism upon themselves and they don't want to deal with that criticism they can't take it they don't want to feel like a loser and they just give up or they just become content with their jobs and they somehow manage to convince themselves that they don't want to apply for that but for me I would just make it a game for myself where I would say okay it's that time of year where I'm just gonna go try and apply to Google I just do it once a year every year and give it a go and even then I can tell you that I made a lot of mistakes along the way and I have a few tips for you that I think can help speed up your process. But really the first tip is to remain persistent. You know sometimes it's not necessarily your fault, sometimes it could just be that there's no openings. Maybe one year they need somebody with your skills, maybe the next year they don't. Just be persistent and keep that going. The second tip I have for you is to carefully navigate your career. So. For me, when I first got out of college, I was really into game programming, but little did I know that that is an area of computer science that is quite perpendicular to Silicon Valley tech, right? The prestigious tech companies, up until recently with VR, they really didn't have much business doing computer graphics, they were really more focused on web and mobile development. And these were areas that I had no experience in because they didn't seem very fun, they didn't seem very interesting, and I only wanted to do game programming and One thing I will note here is that the game programming industry is notoriously competitive and treats employees poorly. they'll make tech programmers work very long, hard hours for low pay, low benefits, and they'll just cycle through and burn out a bunch of junior engineers and that's fine, and that's really all they're looking for and This may even apply to technologies right like If you were really focused on, say, Microsoft technology, like .NET stack, ASP, Silverlight, all of that stuff, then it may lock you into that specific segment of technology. And then your chances of getting into a company like Google, Facebook, Twitter, Netflix, you know, those companies are generally on a non-Microsoft tech stack. So that can also lock you in and, you know, there may be situations where you may be starting to use very proprietary, strange technologies, strange languages. You know, you get into a company and they want you to become a professional Ruby on Rails developer. And that could get you locked into, say, the Ruby on Rails stack. So what you need to do here is to carefully navigate your career. And this is a very key piece of information and advice here is to make sure that whatever technology you're learning or working on, whatever you're developing proficiency in, that it can also help you land your next job, right? It can get you to your next place. You know, you never really want to lock yourself down such that in one or two years, you find out that your expertise is in something completely proprietary. And then when it comes time for you to switch roles or to apply to Google, you find that you don't have any valuable skills that the company would want. So my story is that I was working on computer graphics at Sony Pictures over in Los Angeles, And Southern California has a lot of these graphics-based gaming companies, EA, Rockstar Games, you know, companies like that. And they just cycle through a bunch of interns and college grad students and stuff like that. So I was doing my stuff there. And, you know, it was low pay. It was fun. And I enjoyed the work. And what happened was I started building some of my own apps, my web apps. And luckily for me, those web apps took off. And at that point, I had quit my job and just focus only on web apps. It was quite a career shift to go from computer graphics, C++, OpenGO into web technologies. And most of my coworkers had no idea what web technologies would be. You know, something just fun that people may dabble in here and there. But that also helped open the path for me to get into companies in Silicon Valley, which are really more web-dominated. Now, the other interesting thing to note here is that these days, many of the interview questions that tech companies used to ask are banned. Because they're just so tricky and they're so ridiculous, right? People would ask questions like, why are manhole covers round? How would you climb to the top of Mount Fuji? How many gas stations are in the United States? People would ask NP-complete problems like the traveling salesman problem just to see how far you could get. They would ask totally ridiculous questions and a lot of these are just banned these days. But... When I was going through the interview process, I was being asked a lot of this stuff and the whole thing just kind of got me jaded. And for me, I just decided I didn't want to waste my time studying any of this stuff. I didn't see how it would be really relevant. You know, I just refused to prepare for that. And not only that, I didn't really believe in preparing. I thought that if I was a good programmer, that my skills should show for themselves. And I really believed in going in there and talking about all the projects that I had been building. But unfortunately, a lot of people were not really interested in the projects. You know, a lot of interviewers are not well trained and they really only want to hear if you can explain why manhole covers are round. Believe it or not, I was also a little afraid that I would study so much that the interviewer would actually ask me a question that I would already have heard of. And then I thought, well, what would I do then? And I didn't want to try to study too much because then I would know every single problem. And then, you know, people would say, hey, you've heard that problem before. You must have been studying. You know, that's really not the right way to go about this. These days, actually, I've heard so many of these problems that if I were to go to an interview loop, I would probably have heard like 30% to 50% of the problems already. And then the rest would be variations on some of these problems. You know, a lot of these are fairly routine things. And, you know, that's one piece of advice for you is to just go through a site, like say LeetCode, HackerRank and just try to understand and get as much broad coverage of these problems as you can. There's really not that many different types of coding problems that people will be throwing at you. And there's not all that many different algorithms and the data structures that people are using. You know, there's a few basic data structures stacks, queues, hash maps, arrays, that's pretty much it, you know, and then it's just how can you combine them to do different types of things. And as for algorithms, people don't do algorithms anymore. Everyone's just using machine learning. So no one's even asking algorithm questions anymore. But I remember one time I went to a Google interview, and they would ask me like, well, what do you want to do here? And I just thought that was the most ridiculous question. And so I answered the question by saying, yeah, I want to just change the world. I'm here to make a huge impact on the world. I wanna just make the world better. I wanna do something huge and improve the world for the better, that's what I'm here to do. And you know, it's like, well, yeah, and that's true, right? That's the question, that's my answer, right? What, what else do I wanna do? I want a million bucks, right? Why do I wanna work at Google? So I can become an ex-Google tech lead, that's why. You know, people aren't stupid and everybody knows that the interview process is broken. And it can be improved, but there's just not really a good solution. There's not really a good way to improve it, especially across a huge, large organization. And usually the feedback is along the lines of, well, if a candidate really wanted to get into the company, they would prepare. They would study up on their data structures, algorithms, time space analysis. That's the game. Those are the rules of the game that have been laid out. And if you want to win, you're going to have to play that game. That's what I had to understand. And I had to begin really taking it seriously and studying for it and preparing for it. Now my fourth piece of advice here is to make sure that you're using the right language, the right technologies. So here's what happened to me. When I started building my own apps, I had been using PHP, MySQL, Linux, Apache, the LAMP stack. And when I would go into Google interviews, I would be using PHP and that should be okay, right? Usually recruiters will just tell you that you can use any language you like. Interviewers are going to be language agnostic and you know, even though Google doesn't even use PHP across most of their tech stack, I could still use PHP and it would be fine. And so that's what I did. And I found that time after time, I could not get through the interview process because usually interviewers, they look at that PHP code and they just think it's garbage code. I remember I would be writing code and then the interviewer would have to ask, what is that dollar sign syntax? is that does that mean variable and I'd have to explain that stuff and I could tell that the interviewers were just never quite pleased with the code and especially if they ask one of these problems like reverse a link list or something it would be harder to write in PHP which doesn't really have pointers. So for me my big break came when one time I was out in Japan just traveling around working on my own stuff and I decided to get into iPhone development because I had a bunch of websites, games, and apps, and I wanted to translate those over to iPhone. And so I picked up Objective-C, and then I remember that year I applied to Google as I usually did, and I applied for a web role. But they told me that since I seemed to have some iPhone experience, they wanted to slot me in for mobile as well. So I said, okay, fine, we can try that. So this time I would do the interview in a mix of languages. I would use some Objective-C, which I had learned. I would mix them some standard C and C++ I would tend to rely on PHP and JavaScript, which I was more comfortable with. But then when it came time to coding, I would actually translate those into, say, pseudocode or C-like syntax such that it would just be more comfortable for the interviewers to look at and we wouldn't have to debate about the language syntax. At the time, there was also a huge shortage in iOS engineers. And actually, at that time, I remember YouTube was not that popular. And so they offered me a role in YouTube iOS engineering, which I took up. But I remember, it's funny, even then I was thinking, I didn't really want to join the YouTube team. I thought that the Google team was more prestigious. But it turns out in the end that YouTube has exploded in growth. And the YouTube iOS app has become one of the top apps in the App Store, largely in part thanks to yours truly. Now the funny thing is, at the time I landed this Google job offer... I also landed two other job offers so I had a total of three offers to pick from and I just remember acing all of these interviews at the time. I remember in the past I would stumble through these technical interviews because I just chose not to prepare for them. I used strange languages. I didn't take the process seriously in the past. I didn't want people to know that I was trying to get into these companies. I felt it would be too humiliating to myself if I told people that I was trying to interview for this stuff, if I told them I was serious, if I was actually putting in time and preparation and effort into any of this stuff. And then to lose personal time and effort and to not get the job offer would just be too humiliating for myself. Plus, I didn't really seem to believe in myself either. I just thought that a lot of these people at these top tech companies were probably geniuses, people with super high IQs, PhD, academia people. And so then I would just put in a half-baked effort. So it's just funny that when I finally got into Google, I found myself surrounded by complete idiots. These were people that only focused on interview preparation and had no idea how to do any practical coding whatsoever. Now, one way to land a job offer at Google is to show initiative by starting an online business. You can do that with squarespace.com slash tech lead, get 10% off. Squarespace will help you get an online business all set up build your online presence. And this is going to be something that is going to look absolutely fantastic on your resume and in the interviews when you're talking to people about how you're building this website. That Squarespace handle building out a beautiful online web presence for you, getting your landing page set up, building that online storefront, getting all your e-commerce, marketing, sales, email marketing campaigns all set up such that you can focus on building the product, whether it be an app, game, coding framework or library, whatever that's going to be, the more users you get, the more impressive your project's going to look. And the thing I like about this is that Squarespace is essentially your personal team of UI designers, artists, marketers, front-end web engineers, e-commerce people, and they'll help you get your product launched faster such that you can focus more time and energy on whatever project you're trying to bring to market. So by using Squarespace, you will be able to amplify your projects, magnify the amount of impact that you have, and just make your projects seem that much more impressive. Check them out, squarespace.com slash techly, get 10% off. So those are my top tips on how I landed a job offer at Google. If you liked the video, give it a like and subscribe and I'll see you next time. Bye.